0: Welcome to episode number 174 of Hebsey on Sports. I'm your host, Mark Hepshire, alongside Toronto Mike. And today on the show, what's next for David Ayres, the Zamboni driver? Come back up goaltender, emergency e bug, television star, national celebrity. What's next for this guy? Like what should we should the NHL name an award after him? Oh you know I mean? or something like that?
1: We'll get into it.
0: I mean, some of the awards, you know, you could change the names of them. They're, you know, they're they're not necessarily named after great people. But there's got to be a David Ayers Award in the in the offing for the NHL. And by the way, the stick that he used to allow two goals but got a win for the Carolina Hurricanes is going into the Hall of Fame, which that's a bit much. Does Drake? carry those wrestling belts around with him all the time so he can troll opposing (laughs) players people kind of glossed over this but the other night when the Raptors lost to Milwaukee Drake's got the two big belts on Right? like did he have Ty Domi with him to like to carry one of them and put the belt on thing what is all that Drake stop it stop trolling opposing players like Giannis they're gonna kick our ass should James Duffy of TSN be doing soft
1: drink commercials saw one yesterday It's a bit odd well, Jack Armstrong does everything, but we'll talk about this. Jack uh, Armstrong is no
0: James Duffy, though. Okay. Come on, Gemini Award winner, uh, terrific, great host. He's not Peter Mansbridge. Smooth, smooth, cooler than the other side of the pillow. Come on. He's doing soft drink commercials. It's weird. Throwing to himself um, as opposed to throwing up all over himself. Should the Blue Jays air all of their spring training games? I mean, they're trying to draw fans, aren't they? They lost like a million fans over the last few years. Put the games on television. For gosh sakes, Rogers! Come on. Hmm. The Raptors hoping to get completely healthy in time for the playoffs. The return of Bobby Ryan to Ottawa. And would you watch an NHL game on TV because the entire broadcast crew was female?
1: Hmm. To be discussed. Uh, wow, there's a lot on the agenda. Yeah,
0: yeah I, th- I found it to be odd. You know, International Women's Day. But uh, So what, you can take one day out of the year and say, okay, let's celebrate women. Why not every day? Why not every day? First, though, the Toronto Maple Leafs in a crucial must-win situation in the Sunshine State. Do you know how many times this year people have referred to an upcoming game as the biggest game of the year? Right. Do you know how many times? Every game. Several. Okay. No, no, every game. <laughs> every game. So now, just make the playoffs. Just make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. And maybe by then the team will have gelled into a team that maybe could win a round in the playoffs. Unlikely at this point, but... Well, got close two years in a row, game seven. But think about this, okay? David Ayers is the reason that the Maple Leafs are going to go further than people think at this particular point. He His performance propelled this team, all right, down to, what, seven defensemen, of, of which they had a grand total of, uh, like, you know, 300 games of NHL experience last night, Right. And they they pull off a win that they I don't know was it a was it a huge win sure it was a huge win was it a great game not particularly a great game did they beat a really good team eh, Florida doesn't look that great and they were tired came off a five game road trip blah 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 the difference is this after being humiliated by Airs they go into Florida and boom beat Tampa in Tampa doesn't happen very often and then beat Florida in a, in a real a huge four pointer game so what I'm thinking now is this the Airs situation, the whole that whole story, the humiliation that the Maple Leaf fans and players suffered through, it, it it served a purpose because they've got Vancouver tomorrow night and Vancouver got blitzed by Ottawa last night. Vancouver not looking so great anymore. You know, they've got some injury issues and goaltending issues. So Vancouver and then they go on a West Coast road trip to play um, San Jose, Anaheim, and LA, three of the worst teams in the league. Like none of those teams is going to make the playoffs. This is the time for the Leafs. Okay, can you imagine if they reel off, like the Raptors, they reel off 15 straight wins after the David Ayers thing. 15 in a row. Can you imagine? They've got two, two in a row. They should beat Vancouver tomorrow. Those three games on the West Coast, come on. This This is going to propel the Maple Leafs into a position that when they make the playoffs, and they will make the playoffs, they're going to scare the shit out of Boston or Tampa. They are because it, this can't happen every year. The Leafs can't have a good team on paper and everyone going go the playoffs and get beat in the first round. It can't happen every year. But now you see that without Cody, CeCe, Morgan, Riley, Jake Muzzin, and, and even a shaky Frederick Anderson, they could still win games. They can play lockdown defense when they have to, which they've done the last two games. Great third-period play. And their power play, lethal. Don't get a penalty against the Leafs. They're going to beat you. They won 5-3 last night. They got a four-point lead on Las Panteras de Florida in the Atlantic Division. You would have thought it was a home game. Right. I didn't see anybody wearing a Florida Panthers jersey. <laughs> Not one person. Every shot I saw, a sea of blue and white. It was great. These are people that can't get tickets to the Scotiabank Arena anyway. They just can't. It's
1: cheaper to fly to Florida. It so. is. It's cheaper to go to Florida. <laughs> know
0: that every year you go down there, you look at the schedule, you go, oh, they're playing in Tampa. Whether it's in Tampa, in Florida, or both. I don't, Some people... I know, take that road trip. They're like, okay, look, they're in the Sunshine State for two days. They fly down, even the drive from Tampa down to to, uh, South Florida, you know, three and a half, four hours maybe, right? Let's go. Those are the road trips to take. But when you think of the Leafs going on the road in Tampa, in Florida, in Detroit, in Ottawa, in Montreal, in Vancouver, in Calgary, in Edmonton, in Winnipeg, it's like, what other teams' fans travel as well as Leaf fans do? What NHL team? No, none.
1: None. You think none. Habs none fans? The NHL. No. You know,
0: Habs fans go. No. You might have. You know. You might have a bunch of them in South Florida because there are a lot of a lot of Quebecers, for example, that uh, that reside in, South, and in Tampa as well. Not as much, maybe, but not like the Leafs.
1: But as the only English uh, Canadian city to have a team for so long, we sort of uh, yeah. brainwashed the uh, generations. If I, well. And then no, fathers are passing it iconic. down to their children. It's, and like, then- it's
0: like the Yankees. Iconic. Even if the Yankees <laughs> would have gone the last 25, 30, 60, 50 years without a World Series, you'd still, it's still iconic. Because the Yankees had Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and Mickey Mantle. Who do we have? DiMaggio. Wendell Clark? No, no, no. no. What are you talking about? We had Charlie Conacher. We had right. King Clancy. We had Sil Frickin apps. We had Teeter Kennedy, Davey Keon, Frank Mahovlich, Johnny Bauer, Turk Broda. Don't give me that. Bill Barilko. Leafs had iconic players. Anyway, so last night, how badly did the Leafs start? Imagine if you're golfing and you triple bogey the first hole and then you double bogey the second hole. That's what happened with the Leafs. Right off the bat, down right. 3-1. But plenty of time to come back. Plenty of time, and they did. No goals allowed in the third period. William Nylander, you know what? It wasn't even that great a goal. Not like the one he scored the other night in Tampa through the legs. Right. It was just your average, you know. Pronger wants
1: to beat him up for that. Ah, Pronger. Pronger's got a few (laughs) screws loose, I think, as well.
0: And like I said before, ever since they were humiliated by their uh, practice goalie, come Zamboni, driver David Ayers. They have been formidable, especially in the third period. Tuesday in Tampa. They had that uh, 4-2 lead going into the third. They gave up a goal, but then they hung in there. I think they, what did they have one shot on goal in the third period or something? It was ridiculous. But they proved that they can play some defense. And that's a that's that's a key thing. So uh, Nylander got his 29th of the year. Player of the game, though, Zach Hyman. Oh, yeah. He, you know what? He I was watching him last night and I go, this guy reminds me of Wayne Cashman. Wayne Cashman was your prototypical. Power forward. He'd go into the corner and he'd take his licks and he'd take on two guys and he'd he'd come out with the puck more times than not. And he'd stand in front of the net and he'd bother the opposing team's goalie and he'd take shots and whatever and he'd knock rebounds in. A few years ago, I wouldn't have given you two cents for the hands of Zach Hyman. He just didn't seem to have any kind of touch around the net. Now it seems to me that he's uh, very dangerous because on rebounds, on little short rebounds, he's got the touch now. He doesn't just fire it back at the goalie. He actually can make moves in close. And he's got 20 goals on the season. All right? 20 goals and 36 points in just 46 games. Wow. Last year, 21 goals, 20 assists in 71 games. That's quite an improvement. And I think he deserves consideration for the Selkie Trophy as the NHL's best defensive forward.
1: And no one works harder on this team.
0: Nobody. Nobody. Nobody, man. That guy, you know what? I'm confident that every time he goes, uh, you know, into a corner or against the boards, he's going to come out with the puck. He does it so often. And he just makes the team so much more dangerous. That was the best line by far. Hyman, Matthews, and Marner. And even Marner, who is the third best player on the line. Right. And kind of has been forgotten a little bit lately. You know? <laughs> hey, Mitch Marner. Um, and Nylander starting to earn that salary. You know, he's, uh, he's just playing with a lot more confidence. Although I still don't... In the neutral zone, he's still... Overhandles the puck a little bit, but I'm not going to
1: complain. In Austin, I think he's at 42 now. Am I, 40, am I, am I wrong? 42, 43 now. I but he's uh, he scored it? another one last night.
0: Yeah, I'm worried that this countdown to I hope the countdown to 50 doesn't get in the way of the fact oh. that the Leafs have to make the playoffs. We
1: need him to score if we're yeah, going to make exactly the playoffs anyway. Right.
0: And Mike, the Leafs will only go as far as Freddie Anderson takes them. He looked really shaky in the first. Settled down after that. He has to be your go-to guy for uh, tomorrow's game against Vancouver, and then the Leafs go out west for games in San Jose Tuesday, L.A., Thursday, Anaheim Friday. I think Jack Campbell, well, he'll get one of the starts for sure, likely in L.A. I'm thinking Freddie plays Tuesday against San Jose, and then in the back-to-back, he lets Campbell play the first game in the, uh, against L.A., and then he plays against Anaheim, so he gets a couple of days rest in between because, like I said, I've said many times, I don't want this guy to be a, a puddle of sweat out there. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's going through a pretty shaky period now.
1: He let wow. in that one really bad goal yesterday.
0: Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is when he lets in a bad goal, everybody talks about it. <laughs> that goal. That puck you has got to be stopped. That, Ray for her. that puck has got to be stopped. Right. you got to be st- Jeff O'Neill. That puck has got to be stopped. You're going to have those every so often. His teammates picked him up last night and he did a pretty good job, uh, you know, uh, holding the fort down the stretch. By the way, if you think the Leafs like playing in Florida, they're going to love playing in the Golden State. This the timing could not be better for this team. I'm telling you right now, after that humiliation, it could not be better. Uh, and the Leafs are 25, 13, and 4 since they fired Mike Babcock and appointed Shelley Keefe as their <laughs> coach. Not Sheldon. Sheldon? You think the, front of the guy from Big Bang Theory? <laughs> Sheldon? Shelly. Shelley Keefe.
1: Okay. I feel bad for Jack Campbell, real briefly, is that uh, he, did not, he did not score the uh, lucrative Campbell Soup uh, no. gig. That, that went to, uh, what do you want to call him? Borscht? Uh, what's the uh, nickname you've got for it? Borscht man? Right. The, uh, <laughs> so the original soupy got it. Too
0: much talk about soup. <laughs> Too much talk about soup. Soup is um, not a meal, Jack. During the pregame show on TSN last night, I tend to watch, I like to watch the half-hour pregame show, depending on what network the game is on. Right? But sometimes I end up watching a, pre- a show thinking that the game is going to be right on at 7 o'clock. And then, I've, and then I'm watching some Gotta See It or some highlight thing or That's Hockey. No, no offense to Gino Retta. Right. But I, 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 I usually think, I'm just not checking what TSN or Sportsnet channel I'm watching. So I'm watching the pregame winner, and then I'm like, hey, where's the game? Right. And I'm watching highlights. So last <laughs> night I'm watching the actual pregame show, the, the desk show and everything like that. They go back to the rink, the pregame show on TSN. And James Duffy said, we'll be right back after this. And he throws the commercial, and then he's in the commercial. He's in a commercial <laughs> okay. for a soft drink. Where it's him and three other guys, and they're dressed up like a barbershop quartet, and they're singing a song. I don't know what the song is, but 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 the commercial is for a, a soft drink of which he's drinking, and I'm kind of I'm going. This is kind of weird. Tell me this, why I'm well, curious this. Well, it's weird because he threw. He just went from being James Duffy, Sportsnet anchor. And uh, uh, sorry, TSN. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> TSN anchor. They tried went, to get him. He
0: went from being TSN anchor and well-known host. Uh, of the Olympics and all that, uh, you know, and uh, Canadian Screen Award winner, multiple winner, James Duffy, to throwing to a commercial of him being in a commercial, uh, promoting promoting a product, getting paid. And I'm sure he got paid very, very, very well for this commercial. And I just thought, wow, man, that's just, it sort of goes against the taking particular individuals and making them stars. We're not like that in Canada. Right? That's why troupe shows were always really good. here. kids in the hall it wasn't just one guy on kids in the hall, it was a whole right. bunch of
1: them. Five of them, right?
0: Month. CODCO. It was, it was, it was a oh, troop, yeah. right? It wasn't, it was never like the one, you know, Canadians sort of don't let one person, even Gretzky when he played in Edmonton, there was Gretzky, but there was Massier and there was Fuhrer. So we're not, we don't, we're unlike the United States, we don't tend to take, and certainly our television sports personalities, and take one person, except for Don Cherry for a while there, and make that one person like a superstar. It's rare, and it's becoming less and less, mm-hmm. Bob McCowan no longer, and uh, Don Cherry, and people like that who were um, you know polarizing figures, but individuals. so to me, to take Duffy and say let's make him let's make him uh, omnipresent mm-hmm. let's make James Duffy ubiquitous, that no matter where you turn, whether it's uh, uh, trade deadline day, whether it's Molson uh, uh, Leaf hockey. Uh, whether it's uh, the the uh, NHL awards, whether it's the Olympics, it doesn't matter. Even in your commercial breaks, let's let's put them out there.
1: Well, only if you're watching <clears throat> TSN. Like but, they're not, they're not airing the duthy ads on Sportsnet.
0: No, no. <clears throat> but again, I just sort of find it. And, you know, like I, again. I mean, I, you know, what's he going to say? No, I don't want to do this. Like, you know, here, here, James, here's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh, it's
1: a no brainer. It's great
0: for your profile. We want you to do it. TSN is going, yeah, this is great. Yeah. But there's sort of a line being blurred between, you know, the, the, especially if it's on the same show, if the commercial shows up during uh, the, the the curling on TSN, that's a different thing. But when James Duffy has just been, you know, uh, talking about, uh, you know, NHL trades and insider information. And, you know, he's an authoritative, uh, you know, uh, he's a journalist. Well, you guess, know, it's right? not news. And it's he, but he, is he a journalist? And then he's a, well, is he a journalist or is he a spokesperson for this particular software company? I found it, just, it just looked odd. It looked odd in the context of him uh, being on the desk at TSN and then throwing to commercial. And it's a commercial featuring featuring him. Drinking a soft drink and then singing in a barbershop quartet. Okay, anyway. but
1: I've heard you read ads on this very program. Oh yeah, day, yeah. Sure. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Again, again, that's exactly right. One hundred percent. That's the support to support the show. Are you telling me you think TSN is desperate for ads? Or they said someone says, "Well, listen, we're not going to buy ads on you unless you put James Duffy in those ads."
1: I think they see a lot of nice synergy there, and they realize. I'm sure, uh, they do. I'm uh, sure they Green do. is the color sure of the day.
0: Speaking of which, how many? Um, how long before David Ayers is in? You know multiple commercials. How long? I mean this guy, the Cinderella story. This is the Let me hear of, your take. People have been waiting a whole stories. week
1: for this. They wanted this Monday. They're going to they waited till Friday. You give us the full take and first, then I'll give you my uh, All right. Thoughts.
0: First of all, okay. If you look at it now a week later, okay? It's coming to an end. His 15 minutes has became a week or so and it's wonderful. It's great. This guy went to the biggest TV shows in America had a visit with Gary Bettman at the NHL offices. Cameras followed him every It's almost as if the camera's news is like, this. "See this guy, see that guy over there, the Zamboni driver? He's going to be famous one day. We're going to be ready." Okay, we're going to be ready. We're going to have audio. We're going to have video. We're going to have behind-the-scenes stuff. <clears throat> we're going to have this guy. This guy is not going to take a step without us following him and having you know, visual evidence. Um, and, you know, of course, he goes to Raleigh, North Carolina. He's a guest of the Hurricanes. He sounds the siren. But according to some, the NHL's decision to discuss the e-bug rule, that's emergency backup goaltender rule, at the GM's meetings in Florida, smells of Toronto privilege. Quote, if this had happened against any other team, it wouldn't be going on this far, period, said Chris Mancuso of full press coverage. He goes on to say, quote, the league is going to try to step in and kill the fun because the royal family of hockey teams got embarrassed? It's just pathetic. The David Ayers buzz was positive for the game on a global level and trying to take away Cinderella stories like this, excuse me, should be a crime. Lock them up and throw away the key. That was good, old-fashioned fun, and everyone outside Toronto loved it. Huh. Now, uh, I, I get the hate Toronto thing. I get it for sure. Leafs are whining. Whee, 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 but here's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. What if David Ayers went in goal and allowed 10 goals? Right? It just so happened that it didn't matter who he was playing for, in this case. It's the team he was playing against just didn't have it. They didn't put any pressure on him. They didn't, you know. And it could have
1: easily gone this way. Yeah, they, especially they didn't especially that second period that looked so, like it was going that way.
0: So the idea being is that, oh just about any beer league goalie could have won that game. It's not that David Ayers played spectacularly. It's just that no one expected him to win. People expected him to get, you know, I mean, if you knew that he was coming in and you could still make a bet on the game, Mm -hmm. would you not have bet the house on the Oh yes. Would you not have bet the farm that the Leafs would pump six or seven or eight goals past this guy? Yeah. So... In one way, the league is kind of embarrassed by, oh, man, we can't let this happen. But in the other way, this is the Cinderella. This this story will never happen again. That's it for this story, okay? It will never happen again. It had never happened before to this degree where a guy shows up and beats the team that employs him in the, 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 the cradle of hockey in the world, Toronto, And then the aftermath is the Leafs are so humiliated and so embarrassed, they start playing their best hockey of the season. Meanwhile, David Ayers goes and he's just got this perma smile and he's just happier than he. And he looks like the most interesting average guy. Let's have a beer together. You know, he's a typical beer leaguer. It's a wonderful story. But is the NHL correct in saying we really, we got to fix this rule? Yes. They are. You can't have this happen. In no other sport does this happen. The Dallas Cowboys, if, they're down, if they lose all their thing, they'll just put in the punter or, you know, a wide receiver or a running back to play the quarterback position. So, you know, you could, in actual fact, say, all right, you can't play goal, and you get one of your defensemen to don the pads. My suggestion is quite simple, all right? Have the goalie coach for each NHL team listed as a player coach, okay? It doesn't have to go against the cap, He's paid as a coach. He's already the goalie coach. But let that particular person travel with the team, which I think they do a lot anyway, so he can be available as an emergency backup, all right? You got a 42-year-old Zamboni driver who played. Why can't you have a 42-year-old Steve Briere, who's Toronto's goalie coach, have him travel?
1: Well, what happens He's if got... your goalie coach is like a 60-year-old Well, man. you can't <laughs> have
0: well, that's a chance you take that you better hope that your two goalies don't get injured then. But wouldn't that be better than having... Because most goalie coaches have some experience. David Ayer's experience, I think, was the furthest he went was uh, Allen Cup hockey, senior hockey. Um, But again, Steve Breyer's 42 years of age. Hey, had it been Carolina, you know who they would have put in? Jason Mazzotti. He's the goalie coach. He's 49 years old, NHL veteran player. All right, he's 49, but I got to believe he's still in reasonable shape. And if he knew that he might be pressed into service one day... All right, he would, he would stay in good enough shape, and, and there you go. And hopefully you never have to use the guy. So every NHL team's goalie coach mm-hmm. is activated as a player coach and is available as the emergency goalie because he's there all the time. Problem solved. Now, if, you, if he goes down and you get to your fourth guy, that's a different story. But to not have something in place, for the league to not have something in place, to allow this to happen now, it's been done. It's it's never going to happen again. You're not going to find it next year, two years from now, where, oh my God, our goalies got hurt. Let's pull somebody out of the stands. That's not going to happen anymore because the NHL is embarrassed that this happened. And they're lucky because it could have been even worse. He could have gone in the game and the Leafs could have pumped 11 goals and people would have gone, sure, he's letting goals in because he wants, uh, he's being paid by these guys. I mean, that would have been a travesty. That would have been awful. Can you imagine Carolina? Imagine Carolina complaining and going, hey, this guy let them in. This guy led in eight goals, and then we're in the middle of a playoff race. Because because well, when, cause when yeah. it happened previous, it never happened in in a key situation like that. It never happened in a close game, and you know, both teams were fighting for the playoff this late in the season, stuff like that. It happened, you know, in the third period of a, of a five goal game. Uh, a team was wasn't going to make the playoffs.
1: So much to unpack there, but I would say that uh, it's. Probably doesn't need your idea is a nice idea, good idea, but I don't think it has to be that stringent. I just think you need to uh, increase the uh, the criteria, like uh, uh, the criteria for who is the e bug, just needs to be bumped up a couple of notches. Like Like it can't be a forty two year old guy with that level. You just look. This is how much. Sorry, you're too old. Okay, you're thirty six. Okay, you can play. Well, no, it's more caliber. Like I think you just need to ensure there's a, a higher caliber of e bug. In yeah, the building. Yeah, but a
0: higher caliber would mean someone who's, who can play hockey right now somewhere. So this person is going to, you're going to say to this person, listen, I don't want you playing in the American Hockey League. We want you to be our third string goalie. Travel and sit around for the most part. There's not even a place for you during practice. We got our two goalies in practice. What's the third goalie do during practice? Well, a lot of times you're working with one of the goalies on something. So you're There's the goalie a- coach. You're the goalie coach <laughs> and the emergency, come on. Oh. Who's the emergency catcher for the Blue Jays? It's another positional player. Of course, yes. Who <clears throat> might have played catcher in high school or something like right. that? Who should be the emergency third-string goalie in hockey? A guy who played at a fairly high level and is now <clears throat> the goaltending coach. He's on the team anyway. He's there anyway. He could be the bullpen, the the equivalent of a bullpen catcher who never gets into a game. Okay.
1: Okay. Now with with <clears throat> with the you know the payroll and the the money at stake is it's so high though that you'd think yeah. they could throw a, a few bucks at not being embarrassed and and, and if if yeah. Ayers had uh, you know. If if the Leaf uh, by the way, this, the Ayers didn't win that game. The Leafs lost that game. That third period as a Leaf fan was so difficult for me to even stomach. I agree. The, the, just get off a quality shot on net and that. Like it was it was awful. They were Anyway, uh that's why I haven't been able to enjoy this story on a human level. Like everybody seems so happy with this story. And I still don't enjoy the story because I still remember the feeling I had watching Terrible. the Leafs uh give up of two points that we badly needed. So if I, Leafs
0: don't make the playoffs by a point or two, right. you can go back to that game. It was horrible. I agree with you. But again, it's embarrassing. What if the Leafs pumped seven goals by this guy? Okay. What would, they should have. What would, what, would, what would people be saying? My, my, well, who my, cares? My, it's the rule. No, 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 no. See, who cares is not yeah. there's your t- typical Toronto answer. Who cares? What I'm saying to you is, is if this occurs, suppose this occurred the last game of the season and the team, the Leafs were battling for a playoff spot. This happened for them in favor of them. The guy the, the, the Zamboni driver goes in net for the other team and they pump seven goals and make the playoffs. Okay. You don't think that the, you would be screaming bloody no, murder? I, I know. Of course you would. No, of course you these would. Are the, these are
1: the rules. Everybody's playing by the same rules. There's an honor system that this guy ayers is gonna do his best. Like there's that understanding. Oh ayers- it doesn't
0: matter. He could do his best and the Leaves could still pump seven because they're professional yeah. hockey players right. at playing at a high level Which is they what can beat, happened. they can beat the top goalies in the NHL, goalies with save percentages of nine twenty, not a guy who gave up eleven goals in his last pro game five years ago for the Norwood Vipers
1: of ACH, Allen Cup Hockey. That's what should have happened in this game. The Leafs should have literally gone up five That at a point where they're you know double, triple passing the puck so they don't embarrass the guy. That's what should have happened in that hockey It was hockey a no-win situation for the Leafs. I disagree. It okay, no e- hey, It's a no-win, but you got to get the two points. Well, they Let it be a no-win with you getting the two points.
0: I'll tell you what a no-win situation is. How far do you go with the David Ayers story? Here's where you stop it. You don't take the stick that he used to give up two goals and put it in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, weird. You don't do that, okay? I mean, Paul Henderson, according to a lot of people, should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. But to go, "Ah, forget the Henderson stuff, get that stick from David Ayers. He allowed two goals with it, but he became the first what? So when they display it, is it going to be, kids, come, come, gather round. You see that jersey there, that Carolina Hurricanes jersey with number 90 on it? You see that stick there? That was the stick that was used by a Zamboni driver who was forced into action when the two starting goalie... However, like, you know, I can just hear the tour guide now. See that stick? And kids going, wow, look at that.
1: But you just sold me on this now. Now I'm okay ah, with the stick on, being in there. Don't no. put ears... He doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. But the stick can go in there for that story because it really is, uh, again, as a Lee fan, I have difficulty with it. But if I wasn't a Lee fan, I would totally probably embrace this human interest uh, story. It's good. It's great. It's, it's, a, movie. And all that. it's, it's a, a movie. all It's a movie. It's Rudy. It's Rudy, yeah, it's Rudy, and a professional level. All
0: right, Uh, I think I'm I'm not going to say we're never going to hear the end of this guy again, but uh, yeah, you know, listen, a good run, good for David Moy,
1: gave David Harris good for him, but the Leafs really uh, embarrassed me as a fan by. what they did oh, in the It'll all period. be
0: forgotten when they make the playoffs, knock off Boston <laughs> in the opening round, or Tampa, they go all the way.
1: Promise?
0: Uh, speaking of great stories, uh, how about Bobby Ryan of the Ottawa Senators? 100 days sober, he returns to the Senators' lineup and has a hat-trick in front of the hometown crowd as Ottawa beats Vancouver 5-2. to It was the first home game for Ryan since entering the NHL Players Association, a uh, player's assistance program, to receive help for alcoholism. He left the Senators November the 19th. What a great story. I mean, you know anyone that has struggles with alcohol addiction or any addiction for that matter, uh, to come back like that in a public setting, okay? And to be expected to... I mean, to get a nice round of applause, don't get me wrong, but now he's, the guy scores a hat trick. Okay, the third goal is in an empty net, but still, man, a hat trick at home. Wonderful story. Real heartwarming story. Real great story. Because Absolutely. according to everyone, I've never met him. He's a super nice guy. And he, you know, like many people, you fall into an addiction. You know, if, if you've ever... Seen the schedule that these guys i mean I traveled with the maple Leafs for a number of years and i mean and i i didn 't play a second of, of, of a game I mean I was just a broadcaster, and I just remember being exhausted more times than not the travel the, the routine the um, what 's the word i 'm thinking of the temptation, especially on the road you 're on the road for how long you're going okay, you' got your teammates and all that, but just the temptation and alcohol is such a large part of the the, the ritual. The culture. The ritual. The we're ritual. We're going out right. afterwards. We're going for a few beers. Okay. That's just, you know, and these guys are top flight athletes. They can sweat it out the next day at practice. But when it becomes a problem, as it did with Bobby Ryan, thank goodness there are things like the NHL's players' assistance program. And people are more open now. And, and not just things like, look, you know, look, your mental health. I mean, just the fact that people are talking and, and are not afraid to admit that they have a problem. Uh, and and want help is is a huge thing. So good luck to Bobby Ryan, uh, because um, man, I hope this story just I just. I just think it's a great story and uh, the human element. Forget him, Forget about him as a hockey player. Let's look at him as a human being now. Agreed. The Toronto Raptors got some good news yesterday. Norm Powell cleared to practice with the team. He's questionable tonight as the Raptors host Charlotte tried to bounce back from their disappointing loss to Milwaukee the other night. Powell fractured a finger on his left hand uh, back on January 31st. He's missed 20 games this season as the Raptors have yet to field a fully healthy squad. Not once this year. They had a fully healthy
1: squad. Is that right? We've never had the nope. uh, the nope. big 5. No. Nope. Uh,
0: Serge Ibaka questionable tonight with a sore knee, Marcus All still out with a hammy injury, although he's been doing some light workouts. Imagine how good the Raptors can be in the playoffs when they've got everybody back healthy. Just think about this. More playing time now for guys like Chris Boucher and Terrence Davis, Ronde Hollis-Jefferson. Um that can only make the team better down the stretch and in the playoffs because, because Nick Nurse knows that he can go to his bench at a key time. <clears throat> and these guys have been there before. They've played key minutes and key games. They've they've done the job. They've proven themselves. You're much less likely to go like that to a guy like that in the playoffs if he hasn't had tough minutes during the regular season. So good on the Raptors. They're in second place, but they're only one game up on the third place Boston Celtics, where the playoffs to begin today, the Raptors would play the seventh place Brooklyn Nets. But if they slip to third, <clears throat> they would play the sixth place Indiana Pacers. I think I'd rather play Indiana than Brooklyn. We just, I don't know what it is about us in Brooklyn. I want
1: the second uh, <coughs> seed in the East.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I want to play Brooklyn. I don't, I don't like Brooklyn. Um, say it, say it, come uh, on, what's uh, the line? Fuck. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah. Uh, all I say is this, stay healthy, stay healthy, and the, this Raptors team may well go as far as last year's team. Boy, I'm just imagining this team clicking on all cylinders with everybody healthy and a solid bench. And I'll tell you, Milwaukee's, you know, because of what they did the other day, Milwaukee, with the team they have, and the experience that they have as well, are the only thing that's going to stand in their way. I really, I think everybody in the West is going to just beat the hell out of each other in the playoffs.
1: Here's hoping for a uh, Milwaukee-Toronto Conference Final. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: by the way, and and what did you think of Drake trolling Giannis with the uh, large championship?
1: I never have a problem with Drake's antics. I know a lot of people. Antics? Like to, yeah. Is that what you call those antics? Well, what do you call them? Shows
0: up courtside with two big belts, heavyweight <laughs> those championship belts. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's all you know. You know, Drake, you know, we're the champs and uh, yeah, champ. he has fun with it. You know,
0: I, I keep forgetting that. It's great. You know, I keep forgetting that. I really, I think everyone should be walking around with t-shirts or ads saying, oh, we know, should all have those belts. 2019 champ. Yeah. And belts and the, and the rings, <clears throat> the big bling rings. Oh, I, I don't think we should forget the, the fact that we are the defending NBA champions. What?
1: I have an inside source an unnamed. I will not name. I uh, know who it is. No, it's, you don't know this person at all. You sleep with this person? No. How a would friend? she know any? No, no, this she knows your no, friend. Not, not okay, related. This right. is somebody completely different. <laughs> okay, uh, <too. laughs> completely different. Uh, talks about the rings, yeah. the championship rings. There yeah. were six tiers. I don't even know if it's been reported, but so there were six tiers of rings. You know, there was the 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 most expensive one that yes. went to the players and some mm-hmm. executives and stuff, and then it keeps going down and down. Right. And then I think the sixth level went to the fans. Fans. The fans. Right, yeah. right, the, the right. But 19, I, uh, see, fans see, I didn't realize there were six tiers, but there was some great controversy with some of the people who have been, you know. Who got a fifth tier, which was one above the fan. And they allowed you to buy into uh, uh, the one level above. Like I'm not talking about the top level. Obviously, right. like no one's buying into right, anything right. above. But if you, for example, were given the third tier,
0: yes, you could. You, you could, could buy into up. the second tier. You, you could, could never bump into the first. You could upgrade, right, right? You could upgrade all the way. It's like it's a, it's like any of these private clubs. You can't you can't upgrade to the very top one because that's exclusive. But you can upgrade from the fifth level to the third level. You pay a little bit more, and now you have these privileges. It's the same thing in this case. But
1: there was some great controversy. Now, you can with only people bump who up got one, the fifth wait, level. Wait, you can only bump up one level. Correct. So if they give you the fifth level Right, you can go to the fourth. You can go to the fourth. I get that. You can't buy your way to the right. second. Third to the second, but not you can't do second to the first. Got it. But there you was can't. some controversy with some people who, who? I don't want to be I, I I'm not Come comfortable. On. Afterwards I'll tell you. Come on, but General some manager? Some people who General received manager? level five, General which is manager? one above fans. Chief Scout? No, 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 much what? lower than that. But people Trainer? that are visible, visible, tra- people tra- visible people, visible people, Trainer. that are, assistant have been coaches. work with the for very little work of the team, assistant coaches. No, no, no. Imagine the assistant coaches Physi- got the physiotherapist.
0: No, fourth level, but only one above the, what the fans got.
1: Fans got the sixth level. Oh, the six. There's six levels, man. <laughs> I know, oh, wow. but I got a whole thing. And so, if I see uh, somebody I on the street
0: with, with one of the rings, right. and Can I? May I ask them what level ring they've got? What y- is you, you know, can is that a third level there, fourth? Or fourth? Did you upgrade? <laughs> you were a fourth, but you upgraded to a third. Is that really yours?
1: Did you pay for right. the upgrade? Six tiers. I couldn't believe because I, in my mind, there was two. The, the I thought there was two tiers, like the one for the fans and the ones for the people on the team or associate of the team. But there's six tiers.
0: Uh, Raptors hosting Charlotte tonight. The Toronto Blue Jays announced that the protective netting at Rogers Center will be extended down the length of the first and third baseline walls. We we knew this, but they made the official announcement uh, the other day. They say the netting will run to section one hundred thirteen C on the first base side and one thirty C on the third base side. That's pretty much just before it angles its way towards the outfield wall. So even if even if you were sitting way out in those sections. The ball likely wouldn't be traveling at the same velocity by the time it got to you that it would if it was a liner that went screaming you know, above the dugout or something like that. Right. The 9.1 meter height of the extended netting will match what was in place behind home plate during the 2019 season. The color and nodding will also be the same. Now, I think it's a great idea, and certainly the safety of the fans is of paramount importance, but Mike, I want to see if it affects the vision of the fans, especially those sitting in the first few rows. You pay big money for those seats. My buddies have seats in the second row. Um, I get uh, you know a number of tickets during the season. I love sitting that close, second row, even with third base, great seats. Am I going to be bothered by having to look through a screen? Are fans who are used to having a clear view going to be, their view is going to be altered? Is it going to be like peering through a mesh? How's that going to look? When for years and years, you, and never mind that, you had a chance for foul balls. They're not all screamers that come that way. A lot of them are pop flies, left, especially off the bat of a left-handed hitter. A pop fly that's going into the seats, that's half the fun, right? Now, I get it, but I mean, if you're going to go and you're worried about getting hit, don't get tickets in the sections where line drives are being hit. It's that's, the all, that's all I can say. And I say, if you're going to watch your smartphone or have a rule saying, don't, you can't be on your smartphone, which is done. Just don't sit in the areas where you could get hit by a screaming line drive. And if you do sit in those areas, it's like when you're on a plane and they say, you're sitting in the exit row. You are responsible. If something happens, this is your row. You're like the monitor. Well, the same thing should apply if you're sitting in an area where you could take a puck in the mouth, a puck in the mouth, listen to me from hockey, (laughs) a a shot in the head. Right. All right. And if you're the least bit concerned and your girlfriend or your, or your mother or your kid or or whatever it is says, uh, you know, I want, listen, I just want to let you know we are sitting in an area where you cannot be looking at your phone. You have to. And if uh, you're the least bit concerned about the safety of that person, don't buy tickets down
1: there. Good luck telling Don't these uh, buy fans to there. stay off their smartphones in 2020. No, no I'm not Good telling luck. them.
0: I'm just saying that. You know, if you happen to get hit, not to, I'm not saying, oh, you were on your smartphone, you got hit in the teeth by a line drive. That should that should show you. But this has been going on for a number of years. What I'm telling you is that what's happened recently is young kids, two year olds, have been sitting in these in the action seats, where their parents or people around them should know and say, listen, this guy's a right-handed hitter and you're down, you're sitting down the right field line. If he's late on so-and-so's fastball, he's going to hit a screamer, right? You'd better be prepared. And even last year where we were sitting, a screamer came right past us. And this girl made an unbelievable catch. Luckily she had a glove. I'm right. talking in the second row, right? Right. Just past the dugout. Like even with third base, a screamer could hit any one of us. I'm sure someone would have gotten their hand up maybe, but maybe not. Someone not paying attention or a kid or an elderly person is not going to be able to. If that's the case, don't get seats in those areas.
1: I'm, I'm very uh, interested in your feedback. When you get to a game all this I say, season, I can't wait to find out don't uh, if you be got sitting. used to it or what You'd you You'd better
0: be prepared. Every pitch, game's too slow for you, go sit up behind home plate where there's screens where you cannot get hit, right? If you want to be that close to the action. Okay, But now, of course, the Jays are doing it for you. Because it's a liability. It's done, right? It's a a liability. (laughs) It's a liability issue. When you don't need the bad publicity, you know the last thing you need is to find. And the other thing too is when a player hits a line drive and hits somebody, they're 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 toast for the rest of the game. Especially if it's a kid, right? They're toast. I mean, I forget who. I think it was Albert Almora last year for the Cubs. He he couldn't. He hit a two-year-old kid. He was in tears. He couldn't go on. Everybody was like, "Uh, he went over during between innings to check on the status, and he came away visibly shaken. I mean, you, you can't have that happening. So I get that. But what I'm saying to you is, if you're the least bit worried, just buy tickets somewhere else. I'm not going to say anything
1: more. Well, don't it. kid yourself. This is all like a it's all to, liability. A liability. Of course it's a it lawsuit. Of course it uh, it's bad,
0: bad publicity. You've already lost well, a million fans the last few years. The last thing is to lose more when you don't uh, you know, uh, subscribe to the – I mean, all teams are doing it. So you better get on the bandwagon. The Jays' home opener, by the way, March 26th against the Red Sox. In fact, the Jays play six regular season games in March this year. Wow. Six games in March, regular season. Remember back, go back to 1977, their first season. The home opener was April the 7th. So you're talking almost two weeks earlier now to start the season. And it snowed April 7th. Yeah. That's no because we didn't have a stadium that had a roof on it like we do now. I can tell you this right now. I don't mind getting tickets in March or April because I know that if the elements are uh, as they are today, for example, that roof will be closed. Well, not Not when you go to TFC matches. No, that's (laughs) very true. That's very true. Um, While I'm at it, can Rodgers please make all spring training games available on TV and radio? We're so used to seeing the Jays games on TV. For crying out loud, there's a documentary crew with like a hundred cameras doing a documentary on Hin, uh, on Ryu Yunjin Ryu from Korea. Yesterday's game was not televised. They had all they had to do all the shooting. They had to shoot everything at cameras all over the place. Now come on, Rogers, how tough can it be? Install a couple of cameras, even if your announcers are sitting back home, like they are with. And I watched the uh, Montreal uh, Impact in the uh, CONCACAF Champions League. And I'm convinced that I know that the game in Costa Rica, they didn't send Luke Wildman and um, Stephen Caldwell to Costa Rica. They just have them call it on a monitor, which is quite, um, uh, it happens quite frequently. In soccer especially. I mean, the great soccer announcer, Andreas Cantor, sits in a studio in Miami and calls these games from all over the world off of a monitor. He's not at the games. But I'm watching and I see, unless I see a shot of the announcers at the actual venue, unless they show them, here we are, here's Luke Wilman and, and there's Stephen Caldwell in Montreal at the Olympic Stadium, I'm convinced that they are in a studio in Toronto calling the game off a monitor. So why, even if they're going to do that, why wouldn't the Jays do that? Hey, listen, set up a camera. I don't care. And have your announcers sitting in a studio in Toronto. Don't pay their airfare. Don't pay their per diem. Don't pay for their hotel. Just have them sit in a studio, have the live feed available, and call the game off a monitor. How tough can it be? Oh, there's first base coach so-and-so. There's so-and-so. There's Vlad. swings and misses. You don't have to be there. We've proven that before with other sports. But at least at least let your, at least least if you're going to introduce fans to the game, have the games available or why on not your let channel. Uh, You've got seven different channels. Let guys. the radio crew simulcast. Yeah, like, let something, them call
1: both for spring training.
0: Something. We get, instead, we get these crummy highlights where it's a one-camera shoot. We get three strikeouts from you. We get a strikeout by Nate Pearson. Strikes out the side. Vladdy hits a line drive. That's it. There's your highlight package. Come on. Come on, Rogers, you've got dough. Spend some of it. Give us better spring training coverage, please. Sun Yang, China's controversial swimming superstar, was banned eight years in a doping case stemming from destroying a drug test sample with a hammer back in September 18th. That's not my drug test. Smashes it with a hammer. <laughs> Son, who owns 14 combined Olympic and world titles between the 200-meter and 1,500-meter freestyles, received the ban from a court of arbitration for sport today. He is appealing to a Swiss federal court. Listen to what this, listen to this guy's rap sheet. He was previously suspended three months in 2014 for a banned stimulant, though the punishment wasn't announced by Chinese officials until after he served his time. None of Sun's Olympic or World Championship medals have been stripped. The 28-year-old remains China's most decorated swimmer with six medals between 2012 and 2016 Olympics. Only Michael Phelps owns more individual swimming world titles. Sons 11 are tied with Katie Ledecky. Sun won the 200-meter and 400-meter free at last summer's World Championships in South Korea. There, freestylers Mac Horton of Australia and Duncan Scott of Great Britain refused to stand on the podium with Sun and shake his hand, respectively, at separate victory ceremonies. And after the latter, Sun turned to the bronze medalist, Scott, pointed a finger in his face, and told him, you are a loser. I'm a winner. Okay? <laughs> Doping and so... so As if there isn't enough controversy. First of all, we don't even know if the Olympics are going to take place. Right. The coronavirus is so... You know that they just today announced that they had canceled the Geneva Auto Show, which is a massive, massive event. They've canceled it. I mean, what's going on in the world now? I mean, with the coronavirus and and with the world markets. I know. It's bad. And and, And I know for a fact that a lot of these sponsors have insurance that if the Olympics doesn't go, right... That the money they invested, uh, their insurance company will look after a, a portion of that. There is a real fear that there may not be an Olympics, and I don't know what the timetable is, but I think you've got to either uh, you've got to make a decision by May or June, right? I mean, the Olympics are in July,
1: I think, right? Uh, you know, to- scary times. It's there. scary stuff. I, I will tell you the contingency plan for Hebsy on Sports. If we're quarantined during this, uh, we're gonna do this uh, via Skype. You're gonna just sit in your own place and then come in, and then we're gonna do episodes of Hebsy on Sports uh, remotely.
0: And you see what's happening with the markets. This is scary stuff. It's <laughs> scary I don't stuff. Know. I heard
1: the president of the United States say that there's no problem. It's gonna just go away.
0: Yeah, but this is going this this is massive effect. I mean, you're going. I mean, I'm only. Lo- I mean, I'm looking at it from. I mean, just sporting events alone. You know that in Italy, for example, where um, it's pretty serious, the, there, there are games going on, like the game in Rome yesterday, there was no one at, they wouldn't allow spectators to watch the Europa League match uh, yesterday. And the same thing's going to happen this weekend in Serie A, in soccer, at certain stadia. Mm-hmm. Uh, no fans will be allowed. That's how bad the coronavirus is. Imagine playing in front of an empty... Well, remember the Orioles did it? <clears> yeah. yeah. An empty stadium. I mean, that's crazy. And so uh, uh, this is going to be serious stuff. If there's not going to be an Olympics, man.
1: Oh, I know. I know. Let's hope that, uh, oh my God, let's just hope we can, scientists can figure this out and we can contain this.
0: 17-year-old Leela Annie Fernandez, a Canadian from Montreal who's ranked 207th in the world, won her fifth consecutive match. It is now through to the semifinals in Acapulco. Fernandez, who doesn't turn 18 until September, might end up being this year's version of Bianca Andreescu who hasn't played a competitive tennis match since last October 30th when she withdrew from the WTA finals with a knee injury. She is questionable for Indian Wells, which begins the week after next, and she is, of course, the defending champion there. The injury suffered at the WTA finals wasn't her first of 2019. Remember this about this girl. Mm -hmm. She uh, retired in the round of 16 at the Miami Open last March. She, uh, after the first round of the French Open in May, she retired due to a shoulder injury. She also left Wimbledon before the competition even began. Mind you, she did win the Rogers Cup, and of course the U.S. Open victory last September, but since then she's withdrawn from the Australian Open, didn't play Fed Cup. Even, even though she was dressed and they said she would play, I don't think they were ever going to take a chance of having her go out there and play. Uh, I think that was just for show. And then she withdrew from tournaments in Dubai and Qatar. So here's hoping Bianca Andreescu, who I don't even remember what she looks like anymore,
1: (laughs) or I can't picture
0: her. I can't picture her on the tennis court. Do you know what I mean? I can't. It's been so long, And, and she hasn't. I mean, she hasn't even played and lost or anything like that. I mean, what? Even if she plays Indian Wells, what kind of shape could she be in? You know, match condition. If she hasn't played a competitive match since last October the 30th, how good could she possibly be, even if she plays Indian Wells?
1: we got to get back into game shape. we gotta, we got to get her healthy enough to get back out there, and uh, remember, we, we, we want to win more majors, and uh, let, let's hope. Uh, I, I was going to say, you can't remember what she looks like. You can probably remember her lying on the court yeah, after yeah. winning that U.S. That's Open. So <laughs> That's so long
0: ago. That's so long ago. Right. It's either feast or famine with this girl. She either is going to, she either enters and wins a tournament or she's not healthy enough to play or has to withdraw. That's what it seems like. It seems that every tournament she was in, she won uh, or she just skipped the tournament for whatever uh, injury reasons. And then, you, you know, you can't blame her either way, I guess there, but I'd like to see more of Bianca and and I get it, but it's been since last October. Did she need to have surgery? Did you know what I mean? Is right. it just rest and rehab? Is she icing it down every day? What's going on?
1: And by the way, if I'm a betting man and I'm not, I would bet against her uh, playing Indian Wells. Oh, but she's the defending champ. Right, but you're not going to risk long term. Uh, but how long issues. do you go? What do you take a year off? What is it? Well, yeah, actually, if you had to take a year off and she's you're. 18, how old is she? 19 years right. old. Right? Well, that's 18, what you 19 do. 19 years
0: old. she take a year off at that age? If you a have year, to. A year. Yeah. Without surgery? I don't know. I mean, you. wouldn't you get something surgically repaired? I don't know enough about the injury, but wouldn't you get it? Surgically well, I'm not her repaired? doctor. I should wouldn't point you get out, it surgically but, uh, repaired and then start a rehab program? and Say, okay, she's out for eight months. I mean, you know, November, December, January, February, March. It's five. It's been five months. Four and a half, five months. Anyway, uh, finally, <clears throat> an all-female broadcast team will do the NHL game between the Calgary Flames and Vegas Golden Knights on Sportsnet. Next week, quite the departure from their regular hockey programming, which usually features men, especially in the broadcast booth.
1: Right, because we're used to seeing Christine Simpson on the the ringside, but we're not used to uh, women in the uh, broadcast booth.
0: No, not at all. Uh, Play-by-play announcer Leah Hextall, game analyst Cassie Campbell-Pascal, and reporter Christine Simpson, who we see quite often, uh, will work the March 8th game, that's a Sunday, in Calgary to cap Sportsnet's week of programming, recognizing international Women's Day. It'll be an all-female production crew working the game as well. Mike, this is great to hear, but why just one day? why just and why just one i don't know regional game or i mean nothing against calgary and vegas but it's not the type of game where that's going to be appointment viewing even if it was an all male or their regular group if you're going to celebrate international women's day why not have a week's worth of games with a, and or why not your big game why not your hockey night in canada saturday night leaf game or whatever and and make put the all female crew there why 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 limit it to a you know sort of a secondary sunday game if you really want to Showcase the talents of uh, female uh, uh, hockey announcers. Don't do it for one day only. that's lip service. make it uh, you know make it a um, make it something a little more significant than just one game. And that goes for TSN as well. Um, put the most talented people on the air for all your games, all of them, regardless of gender. But to me to say, let's take one day, one day only. And let's have an all-female crew, and then let them wait 364 days before we can do it again. It needs to be more than that. They're all; these are all talented broadcasters. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how often they've worked together before. I don't know if their chemistry is all there. But make it a more than a once-a-year thing.
1: Uh, I'm with you that it's <clears throat> it comes across uh, as a stunt. Hate patronizing. Time. It's a stunt. So, but then I always think, well, before I poo-poo this stunt. Maybe look at the, the fact that at least they're doing this. I don't think I personally have ever watched a NHL game that was called by a, a woman before. Like, I've, I've never done it. And not because I wouldn't watch a game that was called by a woman, because I only watch Leaf games right. and playoff <clears throat> games. That's what I want. And so, I've ne- I don't think there's ever been one.
0: But here's, So here's my question. If they were doing a Leaf game, you would watch it because you watch every Leaf game. Correct. The fact that it's an all-female crew and it's doing a game, a Calgary would you watch a Calgary-Vegas game no matter who the crew was?
1: Okay, I'll tell you this is how I say it. Normally, I would never tune into a regular season game between Calgary and Vegas. I just would do other things. Right. But uh, I I could see myself tuning in for a bit to hear uh, an old woman uh, crew in the broadcast booth just because. I've never heard an NHL game called by an all-woman crew. So the, and if as if I'm a stunt, if that's the... for So there I could hear bringing in people like me who would never normally watch the game right. just because you're <clears throat> curious to hear something different. But what I wish we could do is if right. there are women out there who want to be uh, calling NHL games... I wish we could, you know, you know where do they come from? They come from people you usually call OHL games or they play university games and then they work their way up. I just wish we could fill the pipeline with female voices. Uh there that would result in regular women broadcasters in you know 5 years down the line.
0: I want to hear the best at their profession. I I, I don't care what uh, uh what gender. If the person is good, the person is good. If the person has a voice that can, you know, is a compelling voice makes me want to watch a game. You know, it doesn't matter the gender. But the idea being that we're going to, on this night only, <clears throat> right? Oh, that's a we're stunt. Not gonna, that's right. We're not going to sprinkle some in there and say, oh, by the way, Leah Hextall is going to do six NHL games this year. She's going to work with uh, Cassie uh, Campbell-Pascal on uh, three of them. She's going to work with, uh, I don't know, someone else there. Um, okay. That's fine. You want to follow the career of that person. But, you know, I just, I don't
1: know. I'm with you. You want the best. But we need to, if we don't know women are not the, like we, don't, we, we need to give you an opportunity. But I just think we need to fill right. the pipeline with these voices so that they can come through the ranks like, uh, like, like mm. with, uh, with males. Now, if I may ask you a question, have you ever turned off a hockey game because you didn't like the crew? Of course. Yeah, I've never done that.
0: But oh, then for again, sure I have. Turn okay. the sound down absolutely I have. Absolutely. And that and look, I think that goes for just about everyone. Whether it's a sporting event, whether it's a sports cast, whether it's a newscast, <clears throat> There's some well, times that's different. Well, I don't know about that. It's you, big
1: time different. It,
0: it's not big time different. You're watching something and either you're being entertained by it or you're being annoyed by it. I mean, there's I mean, yeah, there's a middle ground <clears throat> where you can where you can not pay that much attention to what's being said. Or with hockey, I could watch a game with the sound down anyway. But uh Let's face it. I mean, I would say that more people would be would turn off a game because they didn't like the sound of a broadcaster, versus would turn a game on because of the broadcaster. Like right. I gotta listen to this game that Jim Houston is doing, even though it's Ottawa versus Vancouver. No, right. Versus I can't watch this game because so and so is doing the game.
1: But if I may, now uh, you watch a lot of hockey out of market because you're a sports. <laughs> None. 'cause i have to <laughs> cuz you're paid cuz i'm forced bucks to, to do, do that it. for the guy this guy who just said he only watched listens he only watched leafs games and right. playoff games uh i can't even imagine turning off a leaf game i wanted to watch because i didn't like the crew calling the game like it's never happened in my life so uh i can't imagine i just don't i'm not wired per, i like prefer, i come for the game
0: but you prefer certain crews to others
1: Yeah, I always preferred. So when you're watching uh, the Leaf game. But I never turned it off because it wasn't Bob Cole. Right.
0: But when you're watching the Leaf game, you're going, oh, good. I like this crew. And you're uh, versus, oh, it's on this channel. I don't know. I was crazy about that crew there. Because I'm going to ask you, who's, you know, what crew do you prefer? Now, it can't be Bob Cole and Harry Neal anymore for you. Right. All right. They're gone. So you've got to choose. Joe Bowen doesn't do the games on television anymore. So the idea being is that when you flip a game on, mm-hmm. to me, this is the way it used to be, when you turn a game on of your favorite team, you have, there's a certain comfort level you have with the broadcasters. They're at every game. You're comfortable with them. You're familiar with them. You like their tone, their style, whatever it is. But when you turn on a game and it's a different crew every game, and think about this, the Leafs have had five different crews the last seven games, I think. If I'm not mistaken. I mean, sometimes it's Chris Cuthbert and Ray Ferraro. Sometimes it's Gordon Miller and Ray Ferraro. Sometimes it's John uh, B- uh, Bartlett and Greg Millen. Sometimes it's Jim Houston and Greg Simpson. Sometimes it's, it's who we got tonight. Right. We, who is it tonight? Oh, it's Saturday. It's the it's, Hockey it's, it's Night in Canada game. It's Houston and Simpson. So this idea that, you know, who are they playing? First of all, who's the Leafs' opponent? We know it's the Leafs. Who's their opponent? Question one. Who's the broadcast crew? Question two. Now, we all have preferable broadcast crews, but I'd like to know, I'd like to think that the game that I'm watching, the broadcasters doing that game, have seen every Leaf game. Everyone, every shift of everyone. They didn't see it live, they saw the highlights of it, and they can speak chapter and verse, like every Leaf fan watching, to what happened versus a guy who goes, well, you know, he's, he's, one of the guys is there, and he's like, "Well, I, I didn't. I was doing the Montreal game that night, or I was doing another game that night. I, mean, I didn't see the 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 check that Kapanen put on so and so, or whatever. I saw a highlight of the fight, but I didn't. So I want someone that's got context. I want someone that's there for every game, and that's why with Joe Bowen, you know, he's seen every." Frickin' game that's true he's seen every game <laughs> he can recite chapter and verse this happened back in 93 with andrew Chuck. Hey, this happened you know what i'm saying right versus a guy who's like oh well i think that uh you know i know that the last time i saw them play this happened no you're gonna broadcast a game i want people that have been there and so and if we can go back to the game that the three women are going to do mm-hmm. um they're gonna have to make it seem as if they know everything that's going on and everything that's going on with the Calgary Flames and the, um, the, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Not, not, not necessarily what's going on in the entire NHL, but you're doing a game featuring those two teams. You'd better know everything that's going on, everything. Because if a Calgary Flames fan is watching, and this is regardless if it's a woman or a man, and going, Wait, you know what? I'm not sure that analyst or that person knows what they're talking about. I don't know how many games they've seen this year of the Flames. You've got to have credibility. And credibility to me is someone that has seen the game, that can that knows what's going on, because everybody watching, fans of that team, have watched every game. They know what happened. Do you remember what happened back in November with this and that? They know. And if the broadcaster doesn't know what the fans know, then to me you've got a credibility gap going there.
1: Hmm, I uh, I got a you're going to be shocked by this, but uh, I barely notice who's calling these games. Like well, I, You just made my point. Right. Because,
0: but on it's television. just noise in the back. It's on just televi- someone, yes. someone calling the play. Are you telling me, right. Mike, Yeah. that just about anybody could sit behind a microphone, watch a
1: game, describe what's going on. Of course I'm not saying that. And you'd be okay with it. Of course I'm not saying that. You need wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you would be okay with it because as long as you get to watch your I hockey I would probably, team, in that situation, I'd have to right. turn the volume pretty low. It wouldn't
0: yeah. matter who's doing the game, right? It wouldn't matter because you said so yourself. You I'm telling really you. don't notice I'll, who's doing I'm
1: telling you, game. I don't even, I, if you asked me right now who called t- yesterday's game, hey, I couldn't exactly. tell you.
0: you. So you made my point. You Did made I? my point. Yeah. You could watch the game with the sound down. It wouldn't make a difference. You wouldn't know. You're well, not, I, the, the broadcasters, the, the the people calling the game, are not. They don't have your. It's the game that has your interest. It doesn't game matter who's that calling. That has it my make, interest on makes television. No difference who's
1: calling it. Only on radio, mm-hmm. it matters to me. Okay. So, That's good. so uh, yeah. So, uh, if it this this uh, stunt by Sportsnet is better than nothing. I just think at some point we need to allow uh, you know through the pipeline, through the farm system, if you will, right. women voices to have a chance to call. Games that matter, which means leaf games or playoff games.
0: Look, I said last year when they had the Rogers Cup tennis on. Why isn't the entire and it was the women? It was uh, the final, of course, was Bianca against uh, Serena who withdrew. Um, why wasn't the entire broadcast team women? There's your perfect example there. You had Tracy Austin. You could add Caroline Cameron doing the. You had Ivanka Osmak courtside, but there were some men as <clears throat> as part of the broadcast. And I thought there was a perfect opportunity, <clears throat> right? To have an all female broadcast for two for the uh, Rogers Cup, um, female. Uh, uh, fem- but why is that okay? The not
1: the NHL thing. It's the what? same thing. You're just. You're it's only- not
0: the same thing, though. Okay. It's not because my assumption is is that these women have been following tennis all year long, and they can speak to what's going on on the court better than a man can. They can. They can empathize with. I don't know, the lonely travel of a female uh, tennis player versus that of a male tennis player, a 17-year-old. Imagine this, Layla and Annie Fernandez, 17 years old traveling the world. How tough must that be? Can a woman articulate that to me better than a man? Perhaps she can, and maybe Rogers should have done that. It didn't have to be on International Women's Day. It could just be randomly in the middle of the summer. Guess what? Our entire broadcast crew... From the uh, Rogers uh, Cup is female. Tire production crew, tire broadcast crew. You think people are going to go, oh, no, can't have that. That's of course not. Of course not. That's a perfect time for it. Women calling women's tennis, an all-female crew.
1: Yes, but why can't women call men's tennis? I didn't say that. They couldn't.
0: But start with an all-female crew calling a female sporting event. Start with that. Do that all the time. All the time. Okay, you got the Rogers Cup every year. You got the men in Montreal. Well, this year it's the men in Toronto, the women in Montreal. Send an all-female crew, and and do and cover it. You know, the, the ESPN does it pretty much, don't they? <clears throat> Chris McKendry, Chris Everett, uh, uh, what's her name? Pam Shriver. Anyway, that that's my suggestion. And before I get myself into any more
1: topic, <laughs> we don't see no more gender uh, difference. Why not? Why not?
0: <laughs> Let's have the best people available. Okay, the best people available. Anyway, that's it for episode number 174 of Hebsey on Sports. And thanks to Toronto Mike for production and inspiration. Don't forget to tune into his excellent podcast, Toronto Miked. He's had some excellent guests lately, real compelling stuff. Terrific interviews. Thank you. And if you enjoyed this show, tell your friends to check it out. Get them to subscribe for free. We love having you and spread the good word about Hebsey on Sports. Thanks for allowing us into your headspace back with another exciting episode shortly. Until then, so long for now.